So for Abigail's benefit, because a lot of you have been here for the last few weeks, oh, and Emma's benefit has been swanning off in the world. Um, we love you anyway. Yeah, it's good. Um, we've been talking about the Trinity. Can anyone explain the Trinity to me now? Go for it. It's three in one. Yeah. Please. Yeah. You have to think of them as three first before you think of them as one because then it's more confusing. Excellent. Right. Love it as well. Thank you. That's profound almost. You'll, you'll go far. Yeah. And I said, we talked about in the beginning, before creation, with God as three persons, in the beginning was the relationship. And that is the foundation of who God is. And actually then it makes sense of why we're here, for instance, on a Sunday. Why, why bother getting together? Because actually we're reflecting God's image even by just being here. And that's why I try and get you to be together sometimes. Because it's like, this is God when we are together. In the beginning was a relationship. We are being like God as we are together. Um, so today I'm just going to go off slightly. So we talked the last, so we started with that, uh, if you haven't been here, we talked about the Father and the relationship between the Son, and uh, we've talked about that the last couple of weeks. But I'm going to go a little bit just slightly off, and I'm going to talk about how, a bit like um, what Isabel just said there, um, that how can God be three and one? There's a diversity in God, and there's a unity in God. So I'm going to um, ask you, and... You, you can tell me if you want. Have you ever met anyone in your life who is different to you? Yes. yes. yes? Yeah. Tell me, how did that go for you? You know, how does... Well, we met you. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> See, it's funny already. Um, and it's only because Wendy, so it's not even me, yeah. And, and how did that go then, Wendy? You know, meeting me. What, for the first time? Yeah. That was okay, I think. Okay. <laughs> Being polite. <laughs> Oh, okay. You remember? Well, I. To be fair, it'd be a bit scary if I met somebody who was exactly like me. Oh, okay. Why? Well, because. Because they would do exactly the same things I would. Yeah. And that would be scary. Bit scary. Yeah, it probably would be. It's like, yeah. How did you know that? Because <laughs> then they'll know everything about you as well. That would be. And Time. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Can, can you think of somebody? Go on. Were you going to say? Yeah. I was just saying. I always find it um, interesting that meeting different people, they have all got different mindsets. Yeah. And the way they do things differently. Mm-hmm. Always different from the way, mm-hmm. like I would do it or anybody else. Yeah. It's very interesting. You're using the word interesting. Do you mean challenging or do you mean interesting? I mean, I'm interested. Interesting to say, if uh, maybe I'm eating with my hands, okay. some people eat with their spoons, some people eat with their fork, some people don't use knives. I always find the way yeah. people do things very interesting. Okay. Because maybe it's always not the way out to do yeah. it. Yeah, and sometimes it can be really... Um, amazing to, to learn a new way and then sometimes it can be just like you know for instance if you're not used to somebody eating with their hands and they're yeah, <laughs> or chopsticks okay yeah chopsticks okay. I have never come to yeah. chopsticks yeah you see and everybody else is doing it and I'm like yeah. can I do this yeah. just don't mm. <laughs> it's like when we're out in Africa they eat, they eat their hands yeah. and then yeah. you see them and they get all 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine going into a posh restaurant and going, not Yeah, so so differences are um, they can be interesting and they can be challenging. It depends. Sometimes it's like chalk and cheese, and sometimes it's opposites attract, and, and sometimes it's a clash of personalities, sometimes it's a harmonious bliss. Um, but I want us to just think a moment from what Isabel said. Imagine a world where everybody was the same. Like everybody was like me, for instance. You know? Yeah. Exactly. You know? So many, yeah, the world would be full of tuba players. A whole orchestra would be made up of just tuba. Who, who also cycled? Thank you. Um, louder. No. <laughs> <laughs> no what's the, there wouldn't be global warming because everybody would cycle. Oh, okay. It'd be, It'd be a better world. Hey! <laughs> we just solved it. And also, if you think about it, if everyone was like you, the world would be full of Christians and it would be God's world. Okay. It wouldn't be anybody else's. This place is going to be pretty dull, though, if everybody's like me. <laughs> But it will be pretty dull. Or imagine this, I mean, Ella would relate to this. Imagine if all the animals were the same, so there was only like one type of dog and one type of horse and one type of carry on, you know? Imagine a world like that, or imagine there was only one type of apple or there was only one type of plant, you know? Or if there was only you, there would never be anybody sitting in the congregation at church because they'd all be standing at the front preaching at the same time. <laughs> wow, this is getting really quite deep now. Okay. There's, yeah. yeah, go on then, Abigail. I was even thinking, go on, last one. <laughs> Excellent. It would be, I'm, I don't mind saying this, it would be very smelly because I always fart. Because of course you never fart, none of you. That's fine. Okay, we're going to move on. Um, diversity, what I mean by diversity is like differences. It has its problems because we have the, our clashes and we have our, you know, things that we don't get on with one another. But also, I think even worse than that was if we were all the same, if everything was all the same. Imagine, I mean, Emma's just been to Florida and the weather's different there. And, and we're just going up north and we have packed raincoats probably for the first time for a summer holiday in, I can't remember how long. This is an interesting one. Um, but if the weather was always the same all around the world, it would be just terrible. Can you imagine? Um... So there we go. Um, diversity, unity, how does it all fit together? Um, if you think about how wars happen, it's usually wars happen because people are different at the end of the day. You know, there's Putin and there's Trump and they're different people and they come from different countries and they're different. So we're, we're going to fight out and just see who wins to be, to dominate so that that person can make everybody else like them, effectively. I mean, if you think about the Second World War, a lot of what Hitler was doing was just trying to make the world more the way he wanted it to be, which is like one, one nation, really, one, one people, and get rid of the people that aren't like him. And the Christian hope, though, is different. If you read the scriptures, you will see that the Christian hope is a world in unity 
but full of diversity and full of colour and full of... It talks about every nation, every tribe, every tongue living harmoniously together. And so salvation for us isn't just everyone looking like me or everyone looking like you uh, or the world all being one thing, but actually it is the world being very diverse but being very unified. So you look in the Psalms and you read Psalm 96, it says, Ascribe to the Lord all you families of the nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord glory to his name, bring an offering and come into his courts. So there's that idea that all the nations are coming together before God. And Revelation says, A great multitude that no one could count from every nation, every tribe and every language, all cried out, all cried out in one voice. So how do we have every language crying out in one voice? Do you see there's a kind of a multiple diversity but all coming together in unity saying salvation belongs to our God. One voice, many languages. That's our hope. That's our vision of the future as, as Christians. And where does that come from? I believe it comes from, fundamentally it comes from a God who is three persons and one God. The beginning and the end of all things. The Alpha and the Omega. And our universe, if you th- our universe, if you think about it, is a place where there is so much diversity, but in God it is all unified. So I'm going to read you just a very short bit of um, scripture from John chapter 10. You can turn there if you want. John chapter 10, verse 30 says, Jesus says, I and the Father are one. I'll read it again if you... Still saying that. I and the Father are one. And so in the Trinity we find unity, one, but diversity. It's Father, Son and Holy Spirit. It's not, notice, just the Father. And it's not just the Son. Neither is it Son, Son and Son, the Trinity, or Father, Father and Father. Be a bit of a tongue twister now. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Thank you. It's not that. Fortunately for me, I don't have my teeth in when I'm preaching, but there's actually a diversity in God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Son isn't the Father, the Father isn't the Son, the Holy Spirit isn't the Son, and I couldn't go all through the permutations there, but that, you get the idea. They are three, but one, diverse, but unified. And so we learn from the Trinity that unity doesn't mean uniformity. If you want to be unified with me, you don't have to wear the same shirt. Good news? Thank you, Cherry. Yeah. (laughs) There's complete freedom in the Trinity to be different and be one at the same time. There's complete acceptance of one another. There's an other, which means that we're part of the same thing, but we're, we're different and the same at the same time. And we need to let that sink in. That's, that's the revelation of God. We're created in that image where there is diversity and unity at the same time. Now, if you imagine for a second, because people think, oh, this Trinity stuff is just blows my head. Try and imagine a world or a, a religion where you've got a single person God. So one God, one person. Alone for all eternity. What kind of God would we have? Well, probably... Um, a God that is different. I mean, you could take Allah, for instance, in, in Islam. And if you think about how this works out, where there's just one, a one person, one God. Um, if you think, and you look at the culture, let's take like places like Nigeria, um, Indonesia, let's think of other um, 
sort of parts of Persia, they were quite diverse cultures at one point. But now you look at it and you see actually those cultures are becoming more and more the same. Why? Because Islam says really you have to eat like this, you have to dress like this, um, and, and it's very, if you're going to be a Muslim, you do it like this. So that's why, if you really look at the theology of it, um, a lot of um, the reasons why Islam and Muslims look the same, if you like, is because actually really there's an idea that God is one, and you can only, if you're going to follow this one God, you need to do it this one way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just actually in religion. If you think about it, actually, in globalisation, but, but there's also these spiritual forces. You know, the Bible talks about spiritual powers that are at work in, in the world today. So you've got, it happens in <clears throat> blatant religious things, but also our world, as we, is, is trying to, to take us away from the, the true image of God. And if you look at the way globalisation works, you have people all have the same phones, for instance. Yeah? We all wear the same... Everyone wants to wear the same brands, for instance. Uh, Everyone wants to eat the same food, for instance. McDonald's is everywhere. Um, Or drink the same drinks. What's 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 the most common phrase around the world after hallelujah? Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola. You can go anywhere and you can ask for a Coca-Cola and people know what you're talking about. Um, And it's interesting, though, if you think about it, though, whilst um, the world around us is trying to make us all the same, um, if you think about it, kids, they want to know, everyone wants an iPhone, but then they also want their own case to go on it that makes it slightly different. Have you noticed? Yeah, or everybody wants to wear Nike trainers, or kids want to wear Nike trainers, but they want the special edition gold ones because they want to be slightly different. So there's part of us inside us as human nature that whilst the world is trying to make us conform and we often go with it to be the same, there's part of us that says, no, but I want to be slightly different because there's part of us that's like God who we are come from a diverse God. Does that make sense? And I think it can happen in church too. Um... You know, when we lose sight of the Trinity in our theology, we will end up being a bit samey. Yeah? So, and it can work out in some ways. You know, you can go to some churches, not so much, I don't know, in this town, but you can go to some churches where all the men wear grey suits. Yeah? And all the women wear the hats. Um, I mean, I know there's a reason for that. Or if you want to go for a, the trendy version nowadays, you can go to some churches where all the guys just wear lumberjack shirts and have a sort of hipster beard. Yeah? Um, or you can go to churches, in fact, and this is one of my worries, is that the music sounds the same everywhere. You go to one church, the music sounds the same there. Um, another church. Um, and you can go to some churches where actually they even segregate the congregation so that the young people... It's good to you're here this morning. I'm glad you're here this morning. Um, you know that for everything the old people stay here the young people stay here in fact even not just with the old people we have the younger old people and the, the older old people and we just keep them all apart because that keeps them happy um, but actually that's becoming not diverse but quite narrow isn't it and we're becoming quite the same but if we have a true vision of the Trinity it will bring a great and beautiful flourishing of diversity. And I'm glad that we can look around the room 
and you will see different colours, not just in skin, but in clothing, different tastes, different personalities. I think that's church, because it's reflecting God, who is one, but diverse. In him, unity is not uniformity. And so I'm going to read you another, there's um, this, have I got a Bible, yes. John, if you're in John chapter 10, you can move on a little bit to John chapter 17. We'll read this as we... You'll be pleased to know, Abigail, I'm nearly there. All right? How are you doing? Yeah? You're okay? I'll go on longer then. Right. I'm trying my best. John 17. Got to be serious about something. John 17, verse 20, Jesus is praying. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray, pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you and me. You are in me, sorry, and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me so that they may be brought into complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I want you, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me before you loved me, before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and I will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I myself may be in them. The Father is absolutely one with the Son, and Jesus' prayer is that we will be one with one another and one with him, but at the same time the Father is not the Son. They are one but they are different. And that's what the prayer that Jesus prays for us, that we will be one, but we are still different. So I can be one with Sheila. Sorry, you're in my line of sight again, Sheila. But I'm not Sheila. You'll be pleased to know. (laughs) If I come dressed like her when I get back from my holiday, you might think he's been listening to his sermon too closely or not closely enough, you know? You know, I'm, I'm one with Dennis, but I am not Dennis. I'm one with Rose, but I am not Rose. I don't think that blouse would suit me, sorry. (laughs) Yeah? So Jesus prays that this is how his believers might be one, that they will be one like he is one with the Father. He was one completely with the Father, but he is not the Father. He is different to the Father. And we are to be one like God is to be one. And if you remember in Genesis, he says, God says, let us create mankind in our image, male and female, he created them. So there's diversity there, isn't there? So it's okay to be male, and it's okay to be female, and again, this world, what is it trying to do? It's trying to kind of blur the edges and make it all the same, and women are, can do it, men, what men are, and, and it just makes the way things are going at the moment, if you look at it carefully, it really is just kind of like saying, well, we're all just the same. I would say, no, we can all be one, but it's okay for me to be a man, and for if you're a woman, to be a woman, and to be female. Because God created us that way. And that's the starting point of diversity. But if you think about it, there is so, many, so much difference between those different tastes, different personalities, different characters, different preferences, different approaches, different tastes in music, um, fashion, all kinds of things. 
And when we understand we're made in the image of a diverse God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, we can say, do you know what? It's okay for you to be different. It's okay for you to be different to me. Because I think sometimes, I think when I was younger particularly, it's like they just need to be like me and then everything will be fine. They just need to think the way I think and everything will be fine. You just need to do the things the way I do things and everything will be fine. But the more I grow up (laughs) and the more I learn about God, I realise that it's actually, it's okay to be you. It's okay for me to be me. I'm not trying to... You know, the worst kind of relationship is where a person gets together with another person and then tries to change them, to be like them. But actually, the best kind of relationship is where people get together and the person helps the other person become the best them they can be, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. By saying, you're different, but I'm going to make you the best different. And so... I've gone off my notes a bit here. I don't even know where we've got to, but... You know, I just want to encourage us that we, as a church, uh, one, of our, um, one of our missions, if you like, is to, is to prophetically speak of the future because the future is a unified, diverse creation coming together in, in God. And as a church, we are called to be unified. And I, and I encourage you to continue to grow in that. But at the same time, that unity does not mean uniformity. So celebrate our differences. Celebrate the different smells and colours and tastes and varieties, if you like. I'm using kind of food. Yeah, I'm using kind of... What's called analogies? If you want to go around sniffing people, you can, but that's more of a dog thing. And there's different kinds of dogs too. But, you know, we should be a place where we rejoice in different ages. Different genders, different backgrounds, different skills, different nationalities. Um, because to be a Christian is not to be a clone of another Christian, but actually to be in the image of a diverse but unified God. And so finally, if you just read any of the New Testament letters, this will make sense to you. You know that there's a couple of places, there's a place in Corinthians I can think of, and there's a place in Ephesians where Paul says he speaks about one body and what? Different parts. None of us are all, not all of us are the hand, not all of us are the foot, not all of us are the knee, not all of us, you know, the whatever, but we're all one body. And when you start to realise that actually that is actually a description of the Trinitarian God that we worship, it makes more sense of us, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Not everyone is to be like me, but we are to be unified. And it's a display of God when we do that. And I. I wanted us to do something to, to finish off with, but um, I just want to encourage you, next time we have a feast meal, we'll, we won't be here, but every, t- every time we have a feast meal, think and know that this is a prophetic picture of God himself. When you look at that uh, display of food, and particularly if it's done the way Dan likes it, which has got lots of different colour in it, you know, because he likes his colour. Look at the food and realise that as you're looking at a curry, a shepherd's pie, a lasagna some hot dogs and whatever else someone's brought. Where else would you see that? You know, you go to an Italian restaurant, you'd see all Italian food. You go to Chinese restaurant, you see all Chinese food. You go to a pub, you generally see the same kind of food. You come to church and our feast meal, and you, there's nowhere, no, no restaurant in the world, I don't think, that would serve all that stuff in one go. You know, <laughs> Right? 
And in doing that, we're actually displaying Father, Son and Holy Spirit. If you think of it this way. A, di- a unity. And, and a lot of us will put it on the same plate, don't we? Yeah, I've noticed. Um, and it's good because we're actually displaying a diversity and a unity in the same thing. So next time, here's a challenge. You can say to any of our visitors, next time we have a feast meal, did you realise that sitting on your plate today is a picture of the, the God we worship? And, then, and I'll let you explain it to them if you want. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, but I want us to do something um, to finish with. I would like us to look around the room, and I'd like us to... Um, now, this is a little bit dangerous, okay, so we need to be... We need to, be, um, we need to do this well. Um, I want us to look around the room and find somebody, or look at somebody, and identify how they're different to you. Okay? And um, I want you to keep it positive, you know. <laughs> all right, so don't kind of like... You're different because you're really rubbish at playing the piano or something. That's, that's not very helpful. But, you know, find um, uh, something where someone's different and, and appreciate that about them and maybe go and tell them, you know, I just really appreciate that you are different to me because you are like this. And the person receiving it, take this as a compliment, all right? Don't take it as a negative, like, really? I didn't realise it. Take, understand that this is us enjoying the, the diversity that's amongst us. Okay, and as you expound that that difference, then encourage them that we are brothers and sisters in Jesus, and that we are one. And I'm not going to try and change your your blouse. I've used really used your blouse. I mean, in fact, Rose, I'm going to speak to you. I love your colour. Not, not well. I do love your your skin colour, but the, the, your your vibrancy of the clothes you wear and your radiance about you, I just love that. It's different to me. I mean, I like sometimes I wear a bright something, but I kind of like grey and grey, and, and I do sometimes hide with. I've got colourful stuff. Yeah. But um, see, Reg obviously doesn't like this, but that's fine. That's fine. We're one in Christ, and I and so I, I want to appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I, Let's do some other ones so you get the idea of what I'm talking about. Um, well, there are several people here that are older than me, and there's nothing we can do about that, but I appreciate the, the experience and the, the, um, the, the depth and the wisdom that comes from the age of Keith and, and Sheila, Graham. So anybody who's older than me, I'm not going to go through everybody because otherwise it's going to be, you know, you're going to... Um, you know, and I no, we seriously appreciate that. And at the same time, I appreciate you're different to me. You're a different age, you're a different generation. You guys, just completely different. But I love, we love having the energy that you bring. And there's only three of you today, which is a shame, but it's, there is just, so, and you're different. Does that make sense? Do you get the idea of the kind of thing I'm talking about? You know, I mean, I, cherries from a different culture. And I remember you were talking about Zambia, and actually, I just, am I right in thinking that Zambia, Zambia uh, there's a while about having this conversation, how more in the past were more aligned to the, maybe still to the Soviets and the communist kind of way of. So back when, when I was, and we tend to think of things just because we're just allied to the Americans, that everything we do is right. But it's just really interesting, I just really appreciate it, just Cherry just giving a bit of background on how the Zambian culture and just how that... So you're different to me, but I love it, it's great. It's where we're one in Christ. Quite possibly if we weren't one in Christ, we might be end up shooting missiles at each other, you know? <laughs> Do you know? That's the way the world works, and that's not how it should be, you know? Because actually there's something more in Cherry than, than that, you know? 
So, can we do that? Is this a bit dangerous? Are we able to do this? Why is it dangerous? Because you might end up offending somebody if you say, yeah, I really don't like the way you do this, and that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Because <laughs> I know what... <laughs> Maybe you should find an adult to talk to rather than your sister. <laughs> Or maybe even Isabel, just... Yeah. Can we do that to finish? Well, let me pray and then we'll do that. Because I just want us to encourage each other that in our diversity there is unity and that we are one in Christ and, that, and it's good. And it's good that you are different to me. Really good that you're different to me. And I'm hoping you think it's good that, you, that I'm different to you as well. So, Father, we thank you that there is just a beauty in the Trinity, which is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One, the Father is one with the Son, the Son is one with the Father. There is unity in the Holy Spirit uh, with the Father. We just thank you for that beautiful unity, but diversity in you. And we thank you that we are made in your image. And so we pray today as we, our church, let us celebrate our differences and let us affirm one another in our unity and our love and our fellowship with one another and so I pray let's learn now how to bless one another not just here but let's continue to make this uh, an exercise that we do as with when we're one another let's just enjoy each other's difference as we are together in you so we ask for your blessing on us and let this just flow out from here but also just into the world around us that we may be able to to see particular difficult people that are around us that we might find awkward or difficult at work, that we would better find something uh, to appreciate in them. And we thank you that in that we see you in all these people and the world around us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just tell you a story. While you're still thinking about the people around you, let me just tell you a story this week. I, um, as some of you know, my brother died a few years ago and, and I've still got quite a lot of these things. I, I want some of it. I wanted to go to my cousin in Canada, and she arranged for a friend of hers who was going to Canada next week to um, to take it. So I, I I took it up on the train, and I was going to ride home. So it was a bit of an ordeal, for, not an ordeal. I mean, you know I like riding, so I, I, I went up, but it was still a bit of an effort. So I took this stuff up, and this lady works at the London College of Communication. She was very difficult to get hold of. Anyway, <laughs> it took me weeks to try and arrange this meeting. And then, and then I found out she worked at the London College of Communication. I thought, this is ironic. Never mind. We've got, and we managed to finally put a date in the diary and a time after her work had finished. And so I got there. It, the trains were a bit delayed, so I got there about 20 past five. A bit sweaty because I'd ridden quite quickly to make sure I didn't, wasn't late. I text her, say, I'm on the train. I'll be there. Da, da, da. She's not there. So I call her phone. No reply. I didn't bother listening to the voicemails. I thought, I'll just call again. Maybe it's on vibrate. She'll just... I call again. I call again. I leave a message on the third call. And it says on her voicemail, uh, please do leave a message, but I only check my voicemail once a week. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking, right, let's just hope that once a week is today at 5.20. I then text her. I Facebook messaged her. I went into reception. The guy did all that he, he found her tried her landline inside the building tried her mobile tried everything and he said mm, maybe I can email her so he emailed her and then finally she came down and I, by this time I was kind of I text already text Louise said you won't believe this woman who works in the London College of Communication and I can't she's different to me you know I've got my phone in my pocket and it's like if you call me well you know at least I know it's, if I want to ignore you I know what I'm doing um 
So I was slowly boiling over. <laughs> then she came. Hi, thank you. Thank you for taking this to Astrid. That's really kind of you. And then I went. And I thought to myself, this person is very different from me, but what can I appreciate? And actually, somebody who checks their voicemail once a week, even though they work for a communications college. There's something about that which I thought, actually, that's quite a nice way of life, where we're not being bombarded all the time. A bit frustrating in other instances, but I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on, actually, we are very overwhelmed by communication sometimes. So there's another example where I I even managed to find there, okay, I'm just going to appreciate a bit of diversity in God in, in that situation. Another example. Right, so go and encourage one another. Let it spill over into tea and coffee. Find somebody who's different to you and say something encouraging to them about their difference. Amen.